Hey, it's EDB, that's Eric Deshaun Barrett for this day 13 of month 4, 2023 years after awesome sauce things have occurred. It is so awesome to be with you, so awesome sauce, not sauce, sauce. Can I talk like I'm northern? Sauce. See, when you're from the north, you say sauce. When you're from the south, you say sauce. You know, Georgia, Louisiana. I just love saying Louisiana. Because, you know, I, I, anyway, it's great to be with you. On behalf of the platform of which you've chosen to consume this, I am grateful and ask that you do whatever is necessary to make sure that everybody gets connected to this. Mm -hmm. I know you're going to do that. So I, I, I'm, you know, that's just preliminary, just to make sure that we didn't say it. You know, that, just keep myself, you understand. Uh, today is a great day on this Thursday as we are, you know, in and out of uh, content creating. Um, I want to talk about being bullied here in just a few moments. It's something that's been on my brain. Um, I don't want to talk about bullying from the perspective of bullying, but more from my personal eyes. Basically, I, I, I'm, I'm using bullying as a vehicle to get somewhere else is what we're going to do in just a few moments. Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, how are you doing over there? It's always awesome sauce to have an opportunity to chat with you, to connect with you, to to hear some of the great things that you're doing. No copyright sound, as you know, is out here in these streets doing everything they can to make sure we get access. We get access to tracks, to music, to people. You think about it. Some of these folks out here as I'm uh, opening my computer, looking at my Apple uh, uh, music here and all these different artists with lovely names that I can't even pronounce. It's like, dude, the, the, the creative sphere is just so awesome source that, you know, us, us little peoples, us, uh, what do you, what do you want to say? Uh, I don't want to say academic. That's not, that's not, that's not the thing. Um, literary. Hmm. Literal, literary that could be a, that could be the thing that we could say nonetheless got uh, us us erics and sams and samanthas and bobs and you know michelles you know we we can't get down with the you know the um shaquanas and the the traquans and the you know sicilinis you know we, we don't know how to spell all that so it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great, it's great. It's the moral of the story. To to be so activated, so creative, that even what you consider yourself as, how you identify, is 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 so powerful and, and so thought provoking is is what we're trying what we're trying to say here. I was I was looking through uh as I said trying to uh, find out Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ what you had out there shout out to No Copyright Sound uh, who's out here in these streets doing everything they can to provide us with access to tracks, to people to different music that that we would not have thought of, you got to, you got, you you would not have thought, come on tell the truth, shame the devil as they would say down at the church you would have thought of these folks, this great lyricist, or these great lyricists, if you will. So, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, uh, I look forward to uh, what you're going to present us here in just a few moments. We're going to take a moment of pause, a moment to uh, catch our breath, if you will. I would like for us to do that uh Especially before we head into the conversation we're going to have in just a few. And the reason why I would like for us to do that. Because I think we should go in there with a clean mind. I think it may be a little bit triggering for some folks. And uh, so I, I just want to put that disclaimer out there. And so if we can go ahead and get a little little that in. You know, you, you, you felt that. You know, just try 
<sighs> yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That might invoke a yarn. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. That, what that is is all them. T- that's all that tiredness. You tired, child. You tired. Don't even know you tired. You just tired from being tired. And so, anyway, we're going to take a few moments and get all that out in just a few. Uh, we also want to, uh, well, I think pass by our conversation today. We'll, we'll see what else is down the road if we have some other things that we want to uh, throw in. Or if we're just okay with uh, letting that go and and uh, we'll call it a day. I, there's, I'm of the impression sitting here now that, that that's probably the best idea to just, you know, do that. Maybe put a track on the end of it and just let it go. Uh, but, you know, time will tell. EDB has, has this weird way. For those of you who may not find yourself familiar with EDB, check them out. Uh, hey, it's EDB on Twitter. Hey, it's EDB on Instagram. Hey, it's EDB, I believe, it's on Facebook, too. But I don't really who uses Facebook anymore. I just happy I got the check mark. I got the check mark on the on the Instagram, you know, so I don't even really use that. Don't, I don't really use I don't really use social media, which is a little bit interesting. I don't use social media. But I, I, I want to be a social media. Do I want to be a social media star? I don't even know if I want to be a social media star. I just think that that's just the avenue that is, you know, I, I the moral. I don't even. I don't even know if. I don't even know if there's a moral to that. It's just find me on the internet, and you know, hopefully we'll chat. Hopefully I'll open it up and check it out. You know, I just realized that I had to think about it. Somebody accepted my friend request. I don't even remember when I sent it out. And then they accepted they accepted it, and I looked at the name, and I went, "Oh, I know the name, but do I really know you?" Because again, I don't remember when I sent that friend request out, and you know, I don't feel bad because they just now accepted it, which means that it was buried in their inbox somewhere, and they just now found it. You know, so anyway, there's that. Um, yeah, I, huh. I was looking through my files up here, my, my music. You remember that song when the dude said, I just want to live? I think he was talking about he came out of Georgia or something, and uh, I was trying to see if it was going to play, but it doesn't look like he wants to do anything for me because, you know, it's, it's, it is what it is. And then if it did play, then I might get copyright strike because it would start playing, and then I couldn't stop it. Uh, you know that thing. You know how that is. Anyway, all that said, which some of that made sense, others it may not. Let's get to the part where hopefully it does make sense. We're going to take it slow, this conversation. I, I know some of you are, are not interested in the slow pace. It puts you to sleep. That's okay. Call it ASMR. Maybe you need to go take a nap. It's all right. You're tired. I told you that. Nonetheless, we're going to take it slow because we want to think through what we're talking about. We don't want to rush it. We want to kind of you know, slowly go through and figure out what we're talking about here. So we're going to do that in just a few moments. But before we get to that, Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, how are you doing over there? I hope you're doing well, by the way. Did I did I mention that, that I hope you're doing well? I hope that the sun is shining brightly on your face and that you are without question doing everything possible to have the best day of your life. I hope you are dreaming. Since you know you're going to send me this Alan Walker piece about Dreamer. I, I hope that that is synonymous with your thought process right now. But, you know, that that's for you to decide. I'm not going to get in your business. I'm really not. But I am going to put about two minutes on the clock. I think it's going to be about two and, a, and, and over a quarter. About two and, what is 235? I know 225 is two and a quarter. So what is that? To a quarter and a dime. That, that that That's how we're going to tell time? That rhymes. Oh my God. Okay, we lost it. Anyway, 235 is what we got here for this track. For us to just sit here and, and chill out. Chill, chilling out max and relaxing all cool. And then afterwards, we'll get into that, that piece of business I want to talk to you about with, uh, with the bullying. Shall we do that? Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ, if you please. 
friends, uh, I want to um, I want to take this a little bit slow. In the words of John Legend, um, I was sitting here um, in my home office, if you will. Got lovely paintings on the wall, lovely lighthouse paintings, and trying to figure out what else to do with the little hole. All that being said, I was, well, actually, no, I got more to say to that. Uh, not only am I looking at the lovely lighthouse paintings and the dog who is determined that she's going to lay on the couch instead of on her bed and got a uh, shelf full of interesting books, lovely books and DVDs. Who has DVDs still? I don't know, but if it's any consolation, I have a DVD player. Then turn around at, you know, a, a desk, 32-inch little curved screen. I'm liking this curved screen, though. Just just, just got it. What is these people's, uh, who are these people's? Uh, Septure, or Septry, I believe it's the, uh, the brand. I'm totally OCD. Got to, you know, stay within the, the branding. You know what I'm saying? Got to have everything the same. Um display port 165 hz on both of them you got a 24 inch they're both uh hdmi compatible i think this this big one i think they both have like two ports on it um one of them is a gaming monitor so you know if i ever want to get into you know call of duty or something which i doubt i'm going to do but you know if, I, if i'm wanting to it's, if i have the i have the capability is what i'm trying to say all that said, I am having fun in my room. You remember that show Burn Notice that used to, uh, it was on USA? It's on Hulu now. I've been uh, sitting here binge watching it because, you know, I got the Apple TV too, might as well say that. And uh, that's that's hooked up to my my system here. So, you know, if I'm not working on the computer which I can use as a double monitor, I can click over onto the Apple TV and, and handle my business. Am I saying all that to to uh, flaunt my uh, possessions? Absolutely not. I'm saying that to hopefully stress the reality that old dude is happy in his room. What brings me out of my room is realizing that there are people in this world who do not have the same opportunities that I just mentioned, who cannot go to the store and charge things on his credit card and if he gets to the point where he doesn't have the resources, then he goes and charges his grandmother's credit card. There are people who do not have those options. And so to sit here and kind of live in my own reality, in my own little space, my own little bubble, which I have no problem doing, but I happen to be of the impression that to whom much is given much is required. So that's why I come out of my room. To do what I can to make sure that everybody gets the same opportunities that I have. That being said, I find myself in conflicts. And there, there's a huge part of me who wants to just come on and just blast people. But their bodies. Be See, if it was just between me and certain parties, a.k.a. a particular council person, then there will be no problems. The problem is when you have factions who are not really interested in going one on one, mano a mano with their enemies but they'd rather take hostages. You've watched those old TV shows where 
you know, the people are up against somebody and they'll go out there and grab somebody and, and you know, because you won't shoot them, you know, kind of play to your your humanistic side. You remember? This is a person. You know, this is the person. You wouldn't kill a person. I know you hate my guts, but you won't kill an innocent bystander. And sometimes you just got to shoot the bystander in the head just to prove to them that, that, you know. But then on the other side, you realize that he's right. That the body count between you two, the pawns, if you will, they're too, the casualties are too high. And in between uh, the two combatants, which nine times out of ten are privileged people. If you can afford to rage war, you're privileged. If you can afford to sit down, well, no. No, that's not true. Well, I don't know if that is. Uh, I guess we're going to have to say that's debatable, right? Because, you know, poor people can't afford to rage war. But can they really? I guess the poor people who live on food stamps and don't. That's that's okay. All right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, again, we'll we'll accept that as being debatable. So I want to tell you a story. Partially because. Well, there's a part of me who feels like nobody's going to listen to this, at least nobody that I want to talk to is going to listen to this. But you also don't know. You don't know if, you know, somebody might see this on the Internet and they'll click on it or something. You know, that would be wonderful if they do. So we're going to tell this story as if they would. When I was, well, I guess it's now 30 years ago. Can you believe it has been 30 years since... Mr. Clinton was president. He was inaugurated, what, 1993? Is that when it happened? Wasn't it January 93? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I'm taking a sip. So in January of 1993, I was nine years old. Next month, I'll turn 39. Which is very interesting. So, in 1993, and please forgive me for taking this very slow because we want to make sure that it makes sense. In 1993, I went to a little elementary school. The name is irrelevant. But what happened in that elementary school from 1993 to 1997 was I every single day and if it wasn't every single day it was damn near close I got my ass handed to me those kids at that school beat the dog shit out of me every single day I remember we went on a field trip to a one of the local colleges. Um, there's only two of them, so I guess we can, you know. Well, actually, more than two, so whatever. The moral of the story is we were on a bus, the big cheese, you know, back when they believed in field trips, and um, we went down to the local to the local college for some event. Don't know what it was, but that's irrelevant too. And the kids did something. Don't even remember what they did. But it caused me to cry. And there was this woman who was one of the, I don't even know what her job title was. Can't even tell you that. Now that I think about it. But she was literally my fourth grade teacher. Because my fourth grade teacher had some type of problem. I don't know if she got pregnant or what. Well, I, don't, I don't remember what the details was. Or she was just a sick puppy. But she was never there. Was my fourth grade teacher. So this woman stepped in. And uh, Norman. Gertrude Marie. 
I don't know if I should say that out loud, but I did. So, okay, we move on. I'm sure she's probably, is she retired by now? I don't know. But nobody's going to listen to this, right? So, you know, it doesn't really matter that I said her name and it doesn't really matter if she's retired or not, right? Okay, cool. So, she came up to me uh, after I had gotten my ass handed to me on the back of the big cheese box. That's called a school bus. At least it was back then. I don't know what they call it now. The moral of the story is she asked me a question. And that question was, dude, why are you crying? And I looked up at Miss Norman. Miss Norman only had the one good eye, you see. And I looked up at her. I never really understood or knew what happened to her eye. The, the, the other one. She only had the one good one. You know, the other one was, I don't know whether it was a disease or, you know, I, I don't know. Dude, we're, we're not even going to going to play with that because it could be something that might be triggering and you know we don't want to we don't want to start triggering people even though they're not going to listen to this anyway right so she asked me why was I crying and I looked up at her and I stopped crying and she said something to the effect of don't get mad get even now that's a term that everybody has heard but I didn't understand. I mean, I'm nine. I'm a little, um, a little wet behind the ears. Still green. Not really into life. I was fresh out of private school, so I was heavily sheltered. I'm sure there are members of my family who regret the day that I entered public inst- a public institution, not alone the public system. But that's neither here nor there. So I'm in this environment surrounded by children who technically, if you want to be funny, no, let's not even be funny. Let's just tell the truth. They're the privileged kids and then they're the unprivileged kids. That's just the facts of life. They're the kids who can afford to go to the Williams School. They're the kids who can afford to go to Christ the King. They're the kids like me who at the time went to one of the most popularized African-American private schools, Green Hill Farms Academy. It was a massive behemoth in its day. They're, They're us privileged kids. I was the product in direct relation to Dr. Alice Z. Welch. Dr. Alice Z. Welch was uh, the administrator of the Norfolk Community Hospital. I was in direct relation. My great grandfather was Thomas Ellis Welch Sr. Thomas Ellis Welch Sr., who literally dominated the business community in his day in the 40s and 50s and 60s and so forth and so on. My dear great granddaddy could literally sit in his room and sip on his coffee. And get you out of jail just by making one phone call. That's just what he did. Right? So being attached to that environment. Which as a nine-year-old you could not. Especially a sheltered nine-year-old. Who all he knew was this environment. Which brings up another question. That rich kids got problems. We just don't really pay much. We don't pay much attention to rich kids problem. Because they're rich. But they got problems those rich kids. Because we had a lot of problems in our family. We had to figure out how to keep the roof over our heads. Truth of the matter is. We had to figure out more than the other persons. Because you know we were the family that wrote the checks. We weren't the ones that was just collecting them. That's a whole other conversation. So being connected to that environment, you don't realize, at least I didn't, that A, there was somebody worse off than you, and B, that there was somebody worse off than you. I thought that I was living in hell in some cases, but there were people who were living in in a worse hell than I was, and most of them went uh, proverbially to the school that I attended. They were the project kids. They were the ones who was out there whose parents was on drugs or 
who uh, was on food stamps, even though my mother had had her brief stint on food stamps. Grandmother had uh, some time with that as well. But, you know, again, we were the, the private home persons. You know, we might have got on food stamps because uh, the, the recession hit or the economy dipped a little bit. And we just needed extra cash to kind of hold us over. But these people in the projects, they were the the cereal food stampers, if you can say that. Um, so they beat the dog shit out of me. And I said all that because now sitting here almost 39 years old, I understand one or two details. We'll talk about what I understand down the road because I don't think that's important, but maybe it is. We'll see what we come up with here. Uh, I understood or I understand now, as I said, the importance of the privileged versus the unprivileged. And to some degree, being that privileged kid and probably one of the only ones in that environment, you get beat up a lot. I got beat up a lot. Now, here is what I want to talk about today. I learned the importance now. I didn't know it then, but I understand it now. Of taking an ass whooping. That same teacher, I think it was, and, and please forgive me if I'm speaking out of school. I want to say it was that same teacher, but I could be wrong. That same teacher would look at me as I would leave school every day at about three o'clock. And between the school building and the, the street over there was an ass whooping. I'd get pushed down into the ground, kicked around a little bit. I don't remember ever having anything broken. I don't remember ever having any major damage, any disfiguration. I was never maimed now that I think about it. It was just a little roughhousing, if you will. But because every day I got beat up and because every day I got up, that teacher, again, I want to say it's Miss Norman, but I'm not sure. She said one day, one of them said it. That dude is just going to keep getting up. And again, it didn't click then. Didn't click. But it started recently to click. When that teacher, again, I can see them right now. Some sitting here is like, dude, you're just going to keep getting up, aren't you? What does that mean? I learned that being bullied is a very powerful tool. And if I could take a moment to speak to all the folks who are out there who are victims of bullying. If I could talk to the people who that nine-year-old right now who's now 30 years my junior, who's probably walked into an institution similar to mine. You was in private school. You were sheltered. Your parents are, are somewhat uppity, but uh, they're not uppity enough to put you in those, those other places. So you got to kind of shelter in place, if you will, in public school amongst the, the, the people who are beneath you. Let's just let's just tell the truth. You're smarter than these people. You're bigger and better than these people. And that is just the facts of life. Some people are better than other people. They got better genes. They have better uh, mentalities. They have better drives. They got better features. There's some people who were born just to make girls wet. Then there's others that was born to make them cry. 
And then there were those who were born to just make people laugh. Nonetheless, that person who's getting bullied and you are getting up, getting up. You know, the year that I missed school, here's a very fun fact. I missed school, I think, for three days, maybe, in 2002. Between 1993 and 2002. What is that? Nine years. Almost a decade. I had never missed one day of school. I started missing school when I started becoming popular in school. But the days that I was getting my ass handed to me, the days that I was the nobody or the perceived nobody, which is another conversation. People only uh, accuse you of what they feel they're guilty of themselves. It's not that I was the nobody is they felt like that I was somebody and I was better than their body. And so the only way that they could feel any type of uh, goodness about themselves was to pull me down to their level. That's a whole nother conversation for a whole nother day. I know we'd let's stay on topic. I missed those days in 19 or 2002, nine years between 1993 and 1997. That five years I was in that school. I never missed one day. I get my ass kicked. I go home. My grandmother would clean my clothes. I go back to school the next day as if nothing ever happened. There is a severity of strength in getting your ass kicked, but it's even more powerful when you get your ass kicked and you can show back up the next day like nothing ever happened. So that teacher said, this dude, he's just, he's going to keep getting up. What does that mean now? I, I learned that adults are nothing more than gigantic children. The feelings, the emotions, the um, all of those insert here that are in a child, if not checked, will continue into adulthood. If not checked, if you were a jealous child, you're going to be a jealous adult. If not checked, if you was a horny child, you're going to be a horny adult. If not checked, if you were a vindictive child, you're going to be a vindictive adult. The list goes on and on. If you're an angry child, you're going to be an angry adult. Those traits, your identity, your personality does not change because you grow up. What changes is what you are willing to do in the grow up process. As I open the fitness app, because I'm curious to see what the new videos are. And while I'm talking to you, I don't know why I have to do this, but you know, I just felt like doing it anyway. So what changes, as I said, is when you grow up, if you decide that, you know, you're going to be a different person or you're going to not allow your past to control your future. Or if you just learn valuable lessons and tips that mature you. That, 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 that's the word I was looking for. Maturity. That being said, I find myself in situations with individuals. And what I am discovering, I believe, is these are the same folks who 30 years ago would have beat me up because they felt that I felt that I was better than they are. These are the same folks who 30 years ago would have beat me up because they knew 
that there was something about me as I'm transitioning into my chair. Please forgive me for the noise. These are the folks who would have tried to put me down because it made them feel better about themselves. Now, I don't want to, I'm tired of that. I'm tired of sitting there being the motivational speaker and talking about how good you are and powerful and all that good crap. I don't feel like doing all that because I'm trying to prove a point. The point that I'm trying to prove, this to my friends out there who, as I said, are finding themselves getting beat up at the school. If you realize one thing, A, you got up, which means that you can take more than your bully. You, you, are, you are stronger than that fucker who's putting his hands on you. You are more powerful. And the fact that you keep getting up, the fact that you won't stay down, that right there eats at them. Because they don't know how to kill you. They don't know how to put you down. They don't know how to send you home crying for good. Now, this is the other thing that made this reality more real to me. Your enemies need you to survive. You think about it. Would Hulk Hogan really be popular if he didn't have Andre the Giant? Would WrestleMania 3 really be the spectacle, the showcase of the immortals if there was nobody for the baby face to attack? Would Stone Cold really be Stone Cold if there was no Vince McMahon? Would John Cena really be John Cena if there were no Edge, if there were no Triple H, if there were no Shawn Michaels, if there were no uh, Undertaker, if it were no who other people that he fought, insert all here? Would he really be that guy? The bully needs an audience, but he also needs something to feed the audience. And when you realize, Mr. Bullied, Mr. Picked On, Madam Teased, when you realize that you are the main event of the show, when you realize that there is no show without you, nobody's going to laugh at the boy ain't talented enough to stand up and do comedy. He ain't talented enough to stand up and, and try to figure out how to win the crowd over on his own. No, he's not that popular. He's not that smart. He's not that intelligent. No, but what they all need, think about Roman Reigns right now in the WWE. You got Sami Zayn coming at the Roman Reigns. You got Kevin Owens coming at the Roman Reigns. You got Cody Rhodes coming at the Roman Reigns. All these different people are vying Seth Rollins. All these people are trying to get uh, a shot at the big shot's gold, right? Now, what would make those individuals more popular? If they beat Roman Reigns, of course. But... That means that Roman Reigns has to be the guy that the people want to see because they want Cody Rhodes to not beat Air or Broomstick. They want Cody Rhodes to beat Roman Reigns. They want Sami Zayn to beat Roman Reigns. They want Kevin Owens. They want Logan Paul. I don't know if they want Logan Paul to be Roman Reigns. I don't really know how the WWE, I don't really know how they feel about Logan Paul, to be honest with you. The moral of the story is when I look back at that that class, 
as I sit here with my eyes closed and I'm thinking back to fifth grade, we were in the trailer and these kids was one by one. They were just all trying to get their shots at old EDB. Notice again, they were all trying to get their shots at EDB. EDB, Eric Deshaun Barrett was the star. He was the main event. He was the guy everybody came to get to watch get to get their ass get his ass kicked. All my bullies, my bullied, should I say, my picked honors. Think about this. You are the main event. You are. If you don't show up, the day is boring. If you don't come back, everybody's day is ruined. Because they all woke up in the morning. They all lived their shabby and shitty little lives. Are all dependent. Their hopes, their dreams, their reason for breathing, their escape from the cesspool by which they are accustomed to is all predicated on you showing up and getting your ass kicked. (laughs) Tell me that don't bring you some power. Tell me that don't make you feel good. Well, Eric, you don't understand. They're beating me up. Of course they are. They're trying to put me down. Of course they are. Because they need you to go down in order for them to feel like they are somebody. You are the main event. And, man, I am feeling so good with this revelation. So, what does that mean? As I get to my close here, I feel like I'm preaching a sermon. I'm tired of talking about this, though. <sighs> I'm sorry. This chair is making some noise, but, uh, you know, and I keep doing that, and I'm going to, I don't know why. Anyway, this this arm is getting loose, and I, I need to find my thing so I can tighten my armchair. That's another conversation. I look at my challenges now, and the people are, oh, we don't want that Eric Barrett out there. And I don't even know if everybody's saying that. I, I, I think it might be just one or two loud voices that that feel like they can manipulate the situation or they're being utilized in order to feel to to put me down, to make me feel like that I'm in a corner by myself and have no friends. But those one or two voices are out there now like, oh, we got to get rid of Eric Barrett or we got to figure out how to, uh, Eric, you have to, you have to succumb. No, 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 no. See, here's what I know now. If you are the guy or the girl who's able to take an ass whooping and your opponents are not, then you already have an advantage that they don't have because they can't survive in an ass whooping. You can They can't survive in two, three, and four on one. You can. They're not able to get up after they get their dick kicked in. You are. So right now, you already start off. They need an army to take you down. And you have been surviving the onslaught of armies for at least 30 years years dude you're powerful and they're scared shitless of you and now what does that mean that means that you keep living your life you keep going on doing what makes you that awesome sauce person you keep pursuing that purpose and mission statement and destiny that has been endowed upon you from your creator you just keep going on and doing what makes you happy because they can't do a damn thing to you and they know they can't. But here's what they hope. They hope that they can convince you that they can. And they're pissed because to this point, they haven't been successful at convincing you that they can beat you. They haven't been convinced. Or they haven't been successful, should I say, at convincing you. That you're defeated. They haven't been successful. At breaking you down. And so now they're just. 
being the assholes and the scared, shitless little pussies that they really are. So that's my motivational thought today. My train of ideas today, if you will. And I think I started this conversation by saying I wanted to talk about some things. I'm not ready to have that conversation. Because again, I think that if I sat here in front of this microphone and really went gung-ho, I might mess up some things that, you know, hurt some people that don't need to be hurt. Might burn some bridges that don't need burning at this point. It might be tomorrow. I might have to burn those bridges. And it might, at at, at that point tomorrow or next week, it might make sense to burn those bridges. But, you know, the good thing is, as somebody called me yesterday and said, dude, we need to talk because there might be some premature actions there. It might be. Hey, man, I'm in will. I, I am okay with admitting that I might have screwed up. I'm okay with admitting that there is a possibility that I might have jumped the gun. I'm all right with that. Uh, you can't make an omelet without breaking a few eggs, right? When you're in battle, sometimes some, when, you, when you're in war, some battles are, are stupid. We, we fought a whole, we're still got a war going on, that thing over there in Iraq and Afghanistan and and everybody and their mama now knows that it was a dumb idea. But you know, at the time, eh, people cracked some eggs and now they realize they shouldn't have cracked them. Well, the problem in that regard is we got people who can't just say, oh, okay, that was a fuck up. All right, cool. Well, well now what? Or maybe it's that that fuck up is harder to undo because sometimes as my granny would say oops doesn't fix everything but while we're on that subject moral is I'm going to sit on we're going to watch what's going on here in just a few moments we're going to watch the political climate and how we manipulate same because I got up this morning on this day what day is it day 13 Hmm, that's unlucky for somebody, my adversaries. Uh, This day 13 of month four, I got up and when I awoke, I went, you know what, dude? (laughs) Hey, man, you better off than you really, even you can think about right now, homie. Yeah, man. You can, again, I got all this technology. I have my own podcast, my own YouTube channel. I just got verified on the gram. I got the blue check mark, dog, on the gram and on the Twitter, even though people say it don't mean anything, but hell, that's because they ain't got it. You know what I'm saying? So, focus in. I had a conversation yesterday, and this is where I'm going to conclude. I talked with a dude. I I don't really know where we are. He's in media. He's a reporter. I kind of like talking to him because we can, you know, book the territory, if you will. As I'm sitting here, keep moving this chair. I'm sorry. I, I don't. I don't. This thing is loud. But we sat there for about two and a half hours yesterday and really booked the territory. I think we we might have only talked once before, maybe twice in my political career when I ran for office. We talked, you know, but we was trying to get to know each other at least. He was trying to get to know me so that he can write his piece for the for the paper. And you know, that was what it was. Uh, mm, mm. I was thinking about how I felt about that, but you know. It was what it was. Um I don't well I don't mm, no, it was what it was. I, I'm I'm I don't understand it. Um, I, I will admit that there's some inner workings that I don't understand, but you know, it, it, it was what it was. Uh, that being said, I, I had this conversation with dude yesterday and the thing that popped up that was very interesting. He's like, dude, just go ahead and do what you do. They can't do a goddamn thing to you. And when the dude said that, I went. You are absolutely right. They can't do a thing to me. This is 2020. You got the you got the media 
who if if the media in the 1700s when the constitution was written as i opened the door and i'm closing it now because i wanted to get something out because look while i like to talk to people i i like to i, I multitask i like to clean and and do other projects that you know because i'm just sitting here yapping so you know i like to get other things done but if you thought in the 1700s and 1800s and so forth and so on that that the world was um, more manipulative by the media. Oh, have you met 2023? But we got TikTok and YouTube and everybody with $200 can get a podcast. Nah, dude, you can, you have the freedom. We have the freedom now to literally do what we want. And in some cases, say what we want. Say what you will about Mr. Trump. They kicked Mr. Trump off of Twitter, which Elon Musk went back and undid it and and tried to. Uh, I, I don't know if he. I don't know what he tried to do, but the moral of the story is he he undid Mr. Trump's Twitter. But he's like, dude, I I don't need that crap anymore because I got my own thing over here. What do you call it? Truth Social or something like that? They got going on over there. I don't know. I I, I refuse to subscribe. I'm not interested. But he's got his own social media. Does Mr. Trump that allows him to go out and say what he wants? They kick Bill, uh, what's his name? Bill uh, O'Reilly off of the in, off of the the web, and what did he do? No, they kicked him off of Fox News. What did he do? He went to the internet. John Stewart quit the Daily Show. I don't think they kicked him off. He just quit. And then what did he do? He went to the internet. We live in the age of the internet. Find your hole. And there are always going to be people. There are always going to be people who share in your views. Who believe like you believe. Find those people. Connect with them. And the ones who want to sit there and be opposing to you, well, find ways to go around them. They ain't shit. That's what I'm trying to say. At least not to your call, just they're not. There was a, a council person or a congressperson who I met him at an event. And, you know, I tried to sing his praises and be all nice and sweet to him. Like, you know, I met you when I was nine years old and I came to one of your events. And, and you know, I got my Garden Country badge, which I did. That's how I got my God and country badge because I went to one of his events and he kind of looked at me like, get out of my face, fucker. I don't give a shit about you. And at that moment, I'm like, fuck you too. <laughs> because I want everybody to see the world from this perspective. See the world like Kevin McCarthy sees it. See the world like Donald Trump sees it. See the world like Paul Ryan and all those. Ri see, instead of us looking at the world as victims let's look at it like what's that dude down in south carolina the black dude i want to look at the world like he looks at it because he's black and he feels like that 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 he can you know do anything i'm okay with that i'm okay with us being in that world where we can do anything and when we actually get that kind of belief system and that kind of power that there is not a damn thing you can do to me, but kill me. Ah, baby. No, that's what they don't want your little dumb ass to know. Your little, your little highfalutin. I am a powerful nigga self. They don't want you to know that she is neat. But, you know, it will EDB. He's going to tell you. Mm -hmm. He's going to empower your black ass or your white ass, however it is, to know that the sky is the limit. If you can see it, you can have it. And if you can dream it, you can do it. Hmm? That's my focal point. That's what I'm about out here in these streets. All right. All right. Let me get on out your head. We're going we're gonna to stop talking about this, at least for today. Because mm. I'm tired. You tired. And yeah. Let's, let's just...
Let's put the key bosh in here. You're going to do whatever it is you're doing, and I'm going back to watch Burn Notice. Yes, I'm going back to watch that old show. Came out, and what year did that show come out? Like uh, 2020? What was it? Was it that early? I don't remember what day. Let me, let me, let me, let me look. Let me look this up. Uh, let me see. Uh, hold on. Maybe she'll tell me. Hey Siri, what year did Burn Notice come out? Let me see if Siri will tell me. An answer from Wikipedia. Burn Notice is an American television series that originally aired on the cable television channel USA Network from June 28, 2007 to September 12, 2013. For more, say open this on iPhone. Hey Siri, thank you for your services. You're welcome. All right, so a show that's literally 10 years old and I'm still watching it. Why? I know you're asking that, but but here's your answer. Because I can. <laughs> All right, go do something with your life.
Well, my friends, I think you were, uh, I think we set that up pretty good. We talked about the, um, that we were going to uh, think about after that was all said and done for us to just ride off into the sunset. And I think, I think that's a good thing for us to just go on out there. We don't need to be here in three hours. I mean, if, if we need to, to take that time, that's great. But if not, you know, we'll just, like I said, ride off into the sunset. You've heard two good tracks. Uh, uh, courtesy, if you will, of Mr. DJ, Madam DJ, non-binary DJ. And uh, we're looking to move forward. I got some things that I would like for you to keep in your thoughts and your prayers, if you will. Uh, what we talked about a few moments ago. I would hope that you would consider in your thoughts and your prayers. Because I can't stress it enough. Not to again toot the horn that I'm some big shot or that I'm better than I really am because I am but again to whom much is given much is required and there are folks who will uh, try to manipulate you try to manipulate even me into believing that my actions or my intentions are not pure and that's that's the struggle of our culture. That's the struggle of our time when you're trying to defeat those who are unpure, when you're trying to change the narrative, if you will, trying to uh, redirect the the power from those who are selfish and ambitious and looking only for themselves and. You know, nobody, nobody wants power in the hands of the people, not not the ordinary folks, at least. And so there's going to be this dissension. There's going to be this this. Uh, this that mm -hmm. Pope folks just poking, making up shit just because they know that if they can convince you to turn against your own interests, well, then they can fuck you. They just basically want you to turn around, bend over and. Let them ride, or you ride. I don't. I don't. How about we just park it there for now? We'll do this again. Uh, thank you. May I say that? I thank you for listening to this. I thank you for uh, engaging in this. I thank you for caring for your friends and your families. I thank you for sharing with your communities, and most importantly, I thank you for praying. Not just for the people who lace up the uniform of these states united, but civilized nations all over this world, even the uncivilized ones. I thank you. All right. We'll do this again. Lord willing and the crick don't rise. Until then, for me and mine, unto you and yours. Later. Oh my, 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 my,